Welcome back to the Short News Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 30th, 2020. I'm Alex Mador, and I just got back from Physics Lab. I'm trying a new format today, where we start with the news first, and then do other stuff afterwards. So, let's get started with today's news. Welcome to the news, I'm Dick Johnson, and these are today's top stories. In impeachment news, shit's going down, shit's going really slowly and boring, with both sides finally having finished their opening statements after days of flapping their gums. They're now in the process of each side asking the other side questions which are submitted to the Chief Justice. I watched some of it yesterday, and it was so slow and boring, I fell asleep at 8 because of how lame it was. One thing that happened, though, was that Republican Senator Rand Paul submitted a question which mentions the Ukraine whistleblower's name, and Chief Justice Roberts blocked the question as he refused to mention the whistleblower by name. The death toll is rising in China in the outbreak of the coronavirus as the number of those lost has now risen to 170. Greta Thunberg has filed an application to trademark her name as well as her movement Fridays for Future in order to keep it from being misused for commercial reasons. Thunberg said on Instagram that she and the movement are constantly being used for commercial purposes without any consent whatsoever for marketing, selling products, and collecting money. Thunberg seeks to protect the movement and its activities and says that unfortunately this needs to be done even though she and other school strikers have no interests in trademarks. Here's some fun news. Logan Paul got spat on by a college student who ran by him and recorded it all and posted it to TikTok where it went viral. What was Logan doing on the Berkeley, California campus? Probably trying to slay... That's so gross. Anyways, Mr. Suicide Forest over here ended up confronting her in a nice way, saying something along the lines of, I've got nothing but love for you. And the girl went, I don't really respect you that much. <laughs> That's a good answer. She's got, she's got guts. Wow. In United States news, an Iranian college student with a visa starting his semester at Michigan State, was detained at the Detroit airport. He gave up after hours of questioning and was deported back to Iran. This is the xenophobic shit I've been talking about. Dude's just coming to get his degree in the land of opportunity, or what's supposed to be, and he has his visa, and they still make his life a living hell. This is a student. This is how you create enemies, America. And it seems like that's exactly what they're trying to do. Now, to my New Jersey listeners, the state has barred police from being able to use Clearview facial, sorry, the Clearview facial recognition app with a database of 3 billion photos because the state's attorney general was troubled by the application and asked for an inquiry to take place into its use before moving forward. 
<laughs> I have a cough. Uh, here's some good news. Drug overdoses and cancer rates have declined, making the U.S. life expectancy rise for the first time in four years. That's some good news in a world of shit. Back to bad news. There are now five confirmed cases of the coronavirus in the United States, and they're saying the infection can spread before symptoms even show. The World Health Organization chief is set to meet with Chinese officials in Beijing as the number of deaths rises in China. In douchebag news, the New York Attorney General Letitia James filed a lawsuit against professional fuckface Martin Shkreli, also known as PharmaBro, in an effort to make sure he never works in the pharmaceutical industry again. The New York Post, who I am regretfully using as my source for this story, reports that the complaint filed with the FTC accuses Shkreli's former company, Thera Pharmaceuticals, of working to get rid of industry competition in order to sell an important life-saving drug called Daraprim at an insane price. As part of the suit, Attorney General wants the judge to bar Shkreli, who is working from prison, from working on the pharmaceutical industry for life once he finishes his seven-year sentence. It reminds me of uh, what the Mylan CEO did with raising the price of the EpiPen, which is like a life-saving device that injects um, adrenaline into you to combat anaphylactic reactions. That's just important. It's like $600 now. It's ridiculous. Sorry, I've, I'm getting a cold... In technology news, there have been plenty of leaks of the rumored Samsung Galaxy S20, and we have seen how it looks and know some of the features, including a 100 times zoom camera. This is all coming weeks before Samsung's yearly unpacked event, set to happen February 11th. Samsung is rumored to release three flagship phones, the Galaxy S20, Galaxy S20 Plus, and the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Also rumored is the Galaxy Z Flip, a foldable smartphone that looks like a traditional smartphone instead of a tablet like the Galaxy Fold. Also in technology news, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company are set to release Pokemon Home, a cloud-based service to act as a bank for all of your Pokemon from different games all in one place. Pokemon Home is set to release in February of this year, meaning next month, or a couple days, or whatever, and will cost $3 every 30 days. That was the news. I'm Dick Johnson. Back to you, Alex. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> so, it's been a couple of days since I've recorded anything. I'm trying to remember what's going on in my life. Oh, yeah. Um, I got nominated for the Honor Society for my college, so that was cool. And the same day, I qualified for a teaching program in my city, and I figured out how to lower my tuition costs. See, I'm trying to get my life together here. Also, classes started up. I can talk about that. I, I had a physics lab today. My professor is, like, really boring, but he's a nice guy. I mostly just sit on my iPad the whole time, but... I'm running out of things to do on it, so I gotta start paying attention. 
the lecture part of the class is almost like three hours long, but it's only once a week, and then there's a lab day. So not terrible, but yesterday I had theater class, and here I was thinking this was going to be like learning how to act in more modern progressive plays, and I was excited and nervous. But we're studying Macbeth. Fucking Macbeth. I read that back in 10th grade, and I hated it then, and I hate it now. Shakespeare buffs don't even start with me about how he pioneered the way we speak. Drake has had more impact on modern language than him. I'm gonna get people cringing because I said that. But like, woes, YOLO, twerk, all words that people now use on a daily basis, some of them being in the dictionary. When was the last time somebody said, How doth thy put thy penis in thy hand dryer? Dryer? I know someone who did that in college. That's a story for another day. Like, Shakespeare was good for its time. Shakespeare was talented, yes, the same way Bruce Springsteen is talented, and I can appreciate his work. But that made in America, born in the USA, white guy, working man type music isn't cool anymore. But it was cool and made sense for its time. We don't need to study Shakespeare anymore. I honestly thought this was going to be more acting and less old shit. Tomorrow I have acting, or no, not acting. Tomorrow I have theater. And then my sociology capstone project. So that's like another three-hour ordeal. I don't know what it entails, though. I literally have no idea. They assign you like a topic, I think. And then that's your project. Also, I'm looking at new audio equipment for the show now that I've figured out a system. The key is to record from a separate computer from the one at your desk and then keep it far, like far away from your mic and from your audio interface so there's no, there's no interference. Getting audio equipment is hard. Like, you end up buying some and then something ends up not being quality. But another part is... So you have to upgrade one thing to a better thing, but keep the other thing the same and add an extra thing when you're ready. Then you realize there's something more you could be doing for the sound, so you get more equipment and it never stops. Don't even get me started on software and VST plugins. Shit's crazy. Also, update on Activision. Still haven't heard back from them. And the game is working on and off still. Modern Warfare is probably the most unstable game I've played in a long time. Like, when it stops working, I get, I get like, so mad, I quit, then I switch to Fortnite, and immediately remember why I don't play Fortnite as much anymore. I could play Red Dead, but I'm addicted to Modern Warfare. Because like I've said before, it's so much fun when it works. But yeah, I still don't know how I won this Honor Society Award. I thought it was a scam at first, but then it was from my dean. So I'm getting a plaque and everything. Apparently there's a special job network and other perks that you get from it. So that's pretty cool. Also made the dean's list. Just bragging about my academics. (laughs) Let's move on. So here at the short news, we like to share things from my life that I've never told anyone about because they're the stupidest mistakes any adolescent could make. So, 
This is a segment we like to call Stories of Stupidity. This story... Okay, so I guess... Fast forward to the summer after my freshman year of college. So this is the summer of 2015. Probably the second most fun summer of my life. I spent most of the time driving around all of Connecticut, causing trouble and smoking weed in American spirits with my friend who we'll call uh, Bill for this story so he doesn't, he doesn't get mad at me for telling it. We would um, we literally spend hours on the road only to end up going nowhere at all. But on this particular night, we were hanging out with a mutual friend of ours a couple towns over. And me and her were like smoking and Bill was drinking and we were like chilling on our porch. And at some point, I decide it's a smart idea for me to get drunk, even though I have to drive us back like hours later. But still, so now we're all drinking wine and liquor. And this is still around the time in my life where I didn't know how to pace myself and properly drink without taking it too far. So I take it too far and get absolutely demolished. A couple hours later, like it's super late now, and I feel something coming. A feeling I know all too well from college. I sprinted out to the backyard, got to my knees, and started projectile vomiting into the ground right as our mutual friend came out from her house saying, Who wants eggs? So that was hilarious. Just picture this girl walking out of her house with a plate of eggs. Who wants eggs? And immediately I'm puking just in her backyard on the ground. Being the nice lady she is, though, she came to check on me, helped me back to the porch, and I wolfed down the eggs and drank some water, then smoked a cigarette to (laughs) replenish my stamina or something. I wouldn't say I was good, but I was pretty much good. So eventually Bill is, Bill's getting cabin fever and wants to start heading back. So I get up, get my keys and our friend is like, uh, you can't drive. You threw up before. And I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's all out of my system. And she was like, no, you, you can't drive. I won't let you drive. So give Bill your keys and you can, you can go because he's more good than you. So I gave him my keys, we said bye, and walked to my car, and I whispered to to Bill, drive down the block and around the corner, and then we can switch seats. Because I was alert at this point, everything was out of my system, and I had eaten afterwards, and drank water, and I think had coffee, and he was sloshed, like he was gone, I did not want him driving my car. He chuckled and agreed, and we did that. So, like, he drove around the corner. We get out, we switcheroo, and we're on our way. So, now I'm driving us the half hour to 40 minutes back home at, like, 1 in the morning, going exactly 25 miles an hour, the speed limit, and looking all around for cops. I'm going to say at this point I was pretty sober, but still, don't do this. Don't fucking do this. And, uh, oh yeah, and Bill, so Bill is passed out in my back seat, just like conked. So we go around this hilly turn and, and when I like, and then like 
right when I take the like going around the curve, I hear I hear um, I hear Bill in the back go, "Stop the car now!" So I do because I'm like, "Okay, fuck!" Like, is he gonna puke? What's going on? So I pull to the side. He rushes out and fucking disappears up the hill and into the darkness. So now I'm alone in my car in the middle of nowhere at one in the morning. My friend just drunkenly got out of my car and ran away in the middle of Connecticut and I don't know where the fuck he is. So I put on my hazards and I wait there for like 10 minutes thinking, oh, he's probably just taking a piss. And then I start getting impatient but then I start getting worried. So now I go up this hill. I'm getting more and more worried. But And now I see a body face down in the grass at the top of the hill. And of course, it's this motherfucker. It's Bill. Passed out, snoring. So I hit him awake and he's like, oh shit, sorry, I was taking a piss. <laughs> and, we, and we go back to the car. So I get us some Dunkin' Donuts at the end of the ride. Drop him at back off at his house, stop at a McDonald's, get some food, and then go home. And that was like one of the last times I ever did something that stupid with a car. It could have gotten much, much worse. And there's like more stupid stories that I have like that um, with me and Bill, like the one where we get in a car chase with potentially the Freemasons. <laughs> I mean, what? So that was my story of stupidity for today. Let me know what you think of this one. I'm an idiot. But you know what? The next one I can do is like my first fraternity formal. That was bad. That was a mess, literally. But yeah, that was a crazy summer. I pretty much lived out of my car chain-smoking American spirit light blues and listening to Drake on full volume, driving through the windy, windy, yeah, I guess windy, the windy, winding Connecticut roads. They're, like, very narrow and windy, but, like, wooded, and it's beautiful. It really is, if you can get past all the racism and classism. But there was, like, me driving around, there was never a destination. Like, I never got out of my car other than for gas, food, or shopping. And even when I was out of the car, I craved being back on the road again. I think part of it was that my mom didn't want me home and would find any reason to kick me out. So I found that the less time I spend at home, the less of a chance I have for there to be any conflict between us. And yeah, that sucks, but that's the way it had to be. I would sleep in until like 11, till she goes out and does her airings, errands, go, airings, I'm thinking of earrings for some reason, go get my, I'd go get my morning coffee, pick up Bill, and then not come home until like midnight after hanging out on the beach with my other friends. Because like I would hang out with Bill during the day, and then my two other friends who smoke, I would hang out with them at night and go get fast food and sing along to Lil Dicky in the car. Those were good times, other than living at my mom's house. She's a nightmare, trust me on that. 
Like, you know you're doing something wrong as a parent when your son would rather spend his time Matthew McConaughey-ing on the road with no destination just to stay away from the house and from you. She wouldn't even let me get a job in the summers because she made me take care of my brother while she went on all these vacations with her new boyfriend, getting drunk off Pinot Grigios and bitching about her ex-husband. And I had this job offer one of the summers where I would have been making like over $500 a week, which is really good for a college student whose only expenses are fast food, gas, and weed. But yeah, being being an adult sucks, but the only nice thing is that your parents can't kick you out because they already have. So um, yeah, that's, that's stories of stupidity. And that's going to be the first half of our show. Stay tuned, and we will be right back with High Thoughts and Reddit, whatever we're going to call that, and maybe more. See you guys in a minute. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. So this show, if you guys have noticed, is starting to flow a little bit better. It's nice, right? It actually feels kind of like a podcast. I'm proud of it. Am I allowed to be? What, we're like 30 episodes in. (laughs) It only took 30 episodes Um, yep, audio interference already. So before we get into anything relationship, we have to do something else. So I keep talking about this segment called High Thoughts. We're going to do it now. This is the Reddit half, the Reddit half of the episode. But first, we have to get in the zone, which means we need a little help from the hits for Jesus. I'm going to do this off mic this time because um, I don't want to get complaints for if it clips the mic. Smoke weed every day. Welcome to... High thoughts. We are in the zone, ready to go. Nice and stoned. I mean, what? What are you? What are you talking about? Should I read these as Matthew McConaughey? All right, number one. What if? What if real CIA stories aren't true? Because the CIA has a division full of agents who's entire job is to act or live like a bunch of ex-agents with the CIA produced stories about the CIA. I'm going to go to top posts of today. Here's one. Questions about God and stuff. Is he materialized? What would his location be? Perception of surroundings. Senses and what not be. How could he just create anything out of 
empty space. What would be his way of thinking language? Why would his morals be perfect? Why wouldn't he just decide to create a world of suffering and punishing everyone for not behaving? How would Satan come into existence without God? Why would they care about these small beings raging war on each other? Why, if God saw someone sinning, would he punish as opposed to changing their mindset for the good of people? Why would God send people to hell if they sinned? Why does the devil have that power? Is God really good if he experiences extreme anger? Are we some game? What are God body parts and functions? How would he be immortal? How would he generate things out of thin air? Why would he create us as opposed to something greater? What makes perfect morals? What causes goodness if, if the good can also be seen as bad from an alternate perspective? commenting I just read this in a Matthew McConaughey voice to the Lincoln commercial music and it was perfect questions about God yeah think about your life did God make the moon or maybe the moon made him or her we don't know somebody commented sir this is a quiznos Here's one. You're a virgin. It's called... If you steal someone's virginity, you have the possession of that virginity, which means you are still a virgin because you have a virginity. If you only have sex with others who have the virginity, you continue to remain a virgin for having a virginity. So how do you lose it? Wait, let me let me do the math here. So you steal somebody's, now you have it. So now you're a virgin. So you have to so you have to be with someone who has never been with someone who is a virgin. It's like a chain of <laughs> chain of not virgins you need like so if you I'm trying to find the best way to explain this so now you have the virginity right because you took it from someone else now you have to sleep with somebody who is not does not have a virginity which means they have to have slept with somebody who does not have a virginity either and so on and so forth but how do you do that? You don't. I think that's the point, is everybody is a virgin. According to the rules of this high dude, that's crazy. Wow. It's like a fucking math problem. I'm sitting here thinking about this. We're all virgins. I live on a planet of virgins. Sorry, this is just coffee. As always, drinking coffee. What else is new? Oh, Susie, I didn't see you there. 
22 male told my best friend, 21 female, that... the fuck was that sound? Oh, okay, that's uh, somebody's doorbell. I was like, what? Is an alien? So, I, 22 male, told my best friend, 21 female, that I would like to kiss her. We were both extremely drunk. She rejected me politely. I accepted the rejection. I tried to talk to her to apologize. She doesn't want to talk to me, isn't picking up her phone. I called two times, not 100. I wrote her three text messages. All I got is an okay. I saw her since then a few times at some social events, but she's giving me the cold shoulder. I know I fucked up. Do you think there's any option to apologize for what happened? Well, okay, before I read any of these, that's something similar happen. I think I can talk about. Um, so I had this best friend. We're still friends to this day. Spoiler, I guess. Um, and we were like best best friends, me and her. And I ended up developing feelings for her. And one day we were really drunk and I asked if I could kiss her and she said, okay. And we did. And then I don't know, it felt wrong to her. So she left and then we didn't really talk for a little while and it took a lot of time, but what, like six months later, I think we started talking again. Maybe it won't, for you, maybe it won't take six months, but it's going to take time. It probably feels really weird for her, and it feels really weird for you. Like, props to you for trying, and taking, taking rejection like a champ. But she probably needs time. I don't think she hates you. I think there's probably a lot going through her head the way there's a lot going through yours. Don't rush an apology. Wait for the right time. Wherever the wind takes you, go. And don't resist. Because if she's a good friend, then she'll come back. And you'll get the chance to apologize so give her a week, and if after a week you don't hear anything, give it two weeks. And if you don't hear anything after two weeks, give it three. And if a month goes by, maybe, maybe that's enough time. But don't wait exactly like 31 days and be like, hey, <laughs> don't be obvious, like... But give her time. Anybody would need time after something like that. It's like, like, you can't expect to be hanging out again like everything is normal right after. Because you put a lot out on the table. What do people say? I don't like this comment. You already tried to apologize. Stop trying that. 
I would just let time pass and see if the awkwardness for her disappears. You better be ready to accept the fact that you may have fucked up this relationship for good. I mean, no, no, that's so not optimistic. Hmm. Uh-oh. We gotta just help somebody decide if their boyfriend is a pedophile. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm a scene right over there, please. I'm Chris Hansen, Dateline NBC. I'm the biggest narcissist on television. I say my name all the time. Chris Hansen. Dateline NBC. Yeah. So what are you doing here? Okay, so we have been together for about three months. He's real with three A's, four A's, real inexperienced with women. And I'm his first girlfriend in about four years. Despite the inexperience, he's an amazing boyfriend. He's funny and thoughtful and kind. I very much managed to fall in love with him. We will call my boyfriend Peter. Peter worked for my family business and sub- subsequently worked with my 17-year-old niece. I didn't work at the location my niece and Peter worked at, but it was rumored constantly that Peter liked her. So for a long time, at least six months, I thought of Peter as the dude who has a crush on my, si- on my niece. Eventually, I moved to their work location and finally got to know Peter. The entire time I thought he was 19 or 20, but it turned out he was closer to my age. I suddenly felt weird about the situation with my niece because of the age gap. After a few weeks, I started to really get to know Peter. He asked me to hang out, and after some persistence, I finally caved and hung out with him. From there, we started hanging out every day, and then became boyfriend and girlfriend naturally. The crush on my niece was in the back of my mind at the beginning of Peter and I talking, so I addressed it head-on with him. I bluntly asked how he could be into a girl who is in high school when he's 23, and he just said it was a small crush and we had a lot in common. I wasn't stupid and knew it was more than a small crush because he brought up my niece quite frequently at first, at least two to three times every time I saw him. He would also text her every day, and still tease her and whatnot when he saw her. I expressed how uncomfortable this all made me, and he put a stop to the actions immediately. I thought long and hard about the whole situation, and considered breaking things off due to it being so strange, but didn't because I felt like Peter and I had a good connection. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and he stopped any behavior that made me uncomfortable anyway. Then my boyfriend was telling me a story about how his friend and him both had a crush on a girl, 16 female, and how his friend ended up dating her. I asked how long ago the situation was, and it turned out it was only two years ago when my boyfriend was 21. I brought up how inappropriate that was, and he ignored it. And then, a few days ago, we watched a movie with an underage actress. The actress was 14 at the time. In it, and he made a comment about how cute she was. I brought up that it was weird, and he played it off as if he meant cute in a childish way. 
Also, at one point, he was showing me his likes on TikTok, and I noticed more than one like was of young girls, 15 to 16, in tight, revealing clothing. Probably Charlie D'Amelio. He just claimed he didn't remember liking them. Sometimes he will even show me videos on there of young girls doing sexual things, and then will show me their profile and exclaim how young at exclaim at how young they are. Overall, he hasn't done anything overtly inappropriate, but there's a general overtone I'm not comfortable with. I've brought up how each situation was weird when they happened, but I'm not really sure I can bring up the topic as a whole without offending him. But I really want to make sure that my boyfriend isn't out here preferring to be with underage girls. How do I address the topic without offending him, but also in a way that gives me peace of mind? Too long didn't read... Boyfriend has subtly suggested he likes young girls. I want to address the topic, but don't want to call my boyfriend a pedo outright. Well, you could just be like, why do you always talk about underage girls? And if he doesn't have an answer for you, then think about that. (laughs) I don't know. Like, all the signs here point to, like, he is attracted to young girls. He's following them on TikTok. He was attracted to your niece. He was, he literally admitted to being attracted to your niece, who's 17. That's like, he straight up said it right there. He's attracted to underage. What more do you need? So yeah, talk to him, like, bring up all that shit that you just listed here. The TikTok, the 14-year-old actress, the situation with the 16-year-old girl, your niece, bring them all up at once and be like, do you see a trend here? And don't let them avoid it. Keep prodding. Because that's something you need to know. I took another break, but it'll be like no time at all for you guys. Okay. How do I, 17 male, work something out with the girl I like, 17 female? He has to add that he's on mobile, so the format sucks, but it's okay. I do that. Let me take a vape hit. So, I have liked this girl for a few years now, and we've seen each other like once a year until New Year's Eve this year. I got her phone number and we've been texting a lot, and I decided to write her a letter telling her how I feel. When she got it, we talked for a bit and we started dating on January 23rd, important for later. Everything was fine until a few days ago, January 28th to where I get a text that night asking if our relationship was too rushed and if we should just stay friends and that she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life yet. I don't know fully if we are done because nothing has been said yet, if that makes any sense. She's coming over for Super Bowl and my brother's party this weekend, and I wanted to go on a walk with her and talk about some things in person, but I don't fully know what to say. I really care about her. 
And she's been hurt in the past with previous relationships, and I don't want to see her get hurt anymore. Thank you in advance. P.S. I have some other things if anyone wants to know more for context, but I didn't feel right about putting it out unless it's necessary. Um. <clears throat> so he wants to know how how to work this out, if possible. I mean, if she doesn't know what to do with her life yet, and she's really telling the truth about that, you can't, you can't make her, you know? The most you can do is help her through um, her decisions and support her along the way, but you can't make those decisions for her. What would my advice be? When she comes over to the Super Bowl party, just... Be like, so what What are we then? And go from there. And if she says she just wants to be friends right now, then, I mean, that's what she wants. There's really not much to it. I think high schoolers really overthink things. Hmm. I'm 23, and I know nothing about my own sexuality. What? Hello, I am a 23 years old woman. I live in a country where the pre-marriage romantic relationship is nearly non-existent because arranged marriage is still so strong. Anyhow, I feel so troubled that I am not longer a teenager and people around me are so clear and vocal about their sexuality, but I'm not. At first, I thought I am an asexual, but now I find myself getting attracted very much to a lot of people. But the problem is that all of them are celebrities and people that I cannot really encounter. Am I okay? Or am I narcissistic who can't find attraction towards anybody? I really need help on how to really know what's wrong. Note, I don't have any problem with other relationships, but I am struggling with a romantic one. And in the comments, she clarifies she's attracted to both genders when it comes to celebrities, but people around me can date under the table, not publicly, which I totally can, but still, I most of the time feel grossed out when I try to make a move towards someone I thought I liked. I think you're just uncomfortable, like socially awkward, maybe, because being... Okay, being attracted to celebrities is okay, and being bisexual is okay, too. What you gotta do is go to the mountains and take ayahuasca with a mage. And, no, don't do that. Um, well, you, you know enough to know that you're attracted to both male and females. You don't have to put labels or call yourself bisexual, but you know what you're attracted to. So take it from there. Um, it seems like you feel uncomfortable with trying to have a relationship with anybody. Maybe it's just difficult for you, but with anything... The only way to make things less difficult is to practice. And throwing yourself into that is going to be the hardest part. But once you do, you'll be good. 
you just got to break out of that comfort zone is what it comes down to. And once you do that, you'll be golden. I'm afraid my boyfriend vapes too much. Oh, is this my fiance? Am I in trouble? Okay, my boyfriend has been vaping for years. I knew this when I got together with him about four months ago. Yesterday, he asked if I wanted a hit, and I can't stop thinking about it because he knows it's something I never want to personally do. I'm worried about his health, honestly, and care about him a lot. But also, it's his body, and he should be able to do what he wants. I can't really imagine my life without him right now, so I don't know what to do. Would it be out of line to ask him to try and cut down or stop? But while you can't tell him to stop, you can voice your concerns with him about how it's not good for his health and you want him to be around for a long time and be not in pain. If you word it the right way, this conversation doesn't have to be a fight. It can just be like a, you know, I'm... All this research is coming out about vaping and they're saying it's really not good. Go into it educated too. We're not talking about the THC carts. We're talking about even e-cigarettes. They're, the research recently came out that says they are potentially cancer-causing. Harmful, right? So come to him with that research and just say... I'm worried about your health. I'm not telling you to quit, but I want you to know that I'm worried about you. And that I think you should. But with any addiction, and like any addict, he has to want it for himself too. And you can't do that part. The most you can do is express your concerns and hope that that's enough to motivate him to make a change. And maybe it will. Was that good advice? I I don't know. Susie, Susie, was that good advice? She she's sleeping. But yeah, vaping. Ooh, vaping bad. Anyways, guys, that is gonna do it for the Reddit hour. <laughs> do I have anything else for you guys? Um, I don't think I do. Okay, well, in that case, I'm going to make some lunch and do my homework after publishing this. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Stay updated on what's going on with the short news and what's going on with me. Go to at short news pod on Instagram and at Malix Ador on Twitter. Thank you so much. This has been the short news, and I'll see you guys in a couple days. Peace.